This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. I'm Matt. And I'm Mac. And this is Sip of Success. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sip of Success, our first episode of 2021. Today's episode, Mac and I will be sitting down with Aaron Slowey, former editor of The Daily Gamecock, and Christine Bartruff, current editor of The Daily Gamecock, to talk about burnout and what their newsroom and staff did to combat this, such as going dark last fall for one week to bring awareness to burnout culture and give their staff a break. This is episode one of a two-part series on burnout and what you can do to combat burnout culture in your personal and professional life. So hi, Erin and Christine. How are you guys today? Good, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good, yeah, it's same here. I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, Before we start off, if you do just want to give a little bit of background about yourselves. Yeah, sure. So I am a senior economic student, so I'm not a journalism student. Um, I'm not on the Daily Gamecock anymore, but I was on it for almost all, pretty much all of my college career. I started off in design and then slowly moved my way up, creative director and then editor-in-chief um, for this past year, for a crazy year. And then now I'm not involved at all. I um, am now an intern working for the state newspaper, but that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Erin. And Christine, yourself? Yeah, I'm a junior journalism major, and I started with the Daily Gamecock second semester of my freshman year. I started as a copy editor, and then I moved up into news, uh, became news editor, and then I landed in my current position as editor-in-chief. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you all so much for coming on. Um, It's nice to have such a group of well-involved individuals, you know, talking about burnout, um, for sure. So I, I had some questions, Christine, you, and I guess Aaron as well, but Christine's article is really kind of what inspired our podcast. Um, the one that she wrote is she was heading into office about burnout. So Christine, I know you mentioned some of the negativity in that article, um, but if you want to just, I guess, elaborate on the negativity and then how you guys, I guess, stayed sane through it. I mean, I personally, as a student, I was like, heck yeah, like I know I'm so burnt out from this. And I, you know, do other things on campus, but I can't imagine having to do things on campus that have a lot to do with so-and-so. Like I saw y'all posted an article about um, date rape, drugs, and five points. Like that's disheartening, you know, that you see things every day that we we don't normally have to deal with. So if you want to just talk a little bit about that on both sides. Of course. So, I mean, the decision to uh, go into the dark week was something that we deliberated heavily about, um, partially because we were worried about the response from readers and from our audience. We didn't want it to seem like we were abandoning our work. We wanted to we wanted to show that we were trying to take care of ourselves so that we could continue to do our work well and to continue to serve our audience well. So we weren't surprised by the negative responses that we got, um, but I think that it was hard for a lot of staffers, myself included, to actually see it, especially from other professionals in the industry. Like I wrote in my piece, like people saying, 
you won't make it in this industry, you should switch careers. You know, hearing that as a junior um, is a little bit disheartening because it's like, oh, well, I'm I'm stuck in this for, for now and I'm really passionate about this. So hearing someone say that, you know, you're not cut out for it is very disheartening. But um, like I said in my letter from the editor, for every negative response, there were 10 positive responses from students, from faculty, from other professionals, people who understood that this semester had been unlike this last, this last semester had been unlike any other. And we just needed the break and we needed to do it so that we could continue to serve our audience. And Aaron, I know last semester, just a follow-up question, obviously being editor-in-chief, I think last semester there was obviously a ton of national news that not only Daily Gamecock reporting was featured in, but the university in general for a various event. So how, when you guys went dark, especially being editor-in-chief and in charge of kind of that decision-making process, kind of what went through your head beforehand and then afterwards, like with the response that came out of it? Yeah, I mean, I think initially when we had the conversation, I was probably the person that opposed going dark the most. We, I felt like we were on a roll um, in terms of like the coverage that we were doing. We were doing a really good job doing that watchdog journalism that was getting that national coverage that, I mean, that we all really like to have. I mean, it's fun to be, if we're being honest, it's fun to be covered by the people you look up to and to talk to them about like what you're working on. Like that is what, I don't know. That's when you realize you're like, this is what we're doing, what we're doing. Like that's the fun part. But um, I think when we finally, when I, it was, it was ultimately my decision in the end, but I think we just, I needed to have some perspective about like, yes, there, there are national outlets covering us and like, we're doing a really good job, but like, we are really suffering and we are going to suffer more if we don't do something about it. So it was a matter of having that perspective that we are only students as much as we like to think we're not. And that we, we do compete with the professional, like the local news outlets. Um, at least we like to think that we do. Um, but yeah, we're just students. And I think that was a reality check that I needed to have in order to make that decision. And I think long-term for the longevity of the mental health of our staff, it was a decision that needed to be made. Um, but then in terms of like the reaction afterwards, I think there was a lot of pressure, I, I think on my end to come back even stronger. Cause I think people were looking at that break. It's like, okay, well you took that break. Now you need to come back ready to go. And I think Initially, when we decided to take the break, that was not something that was forefront of my mind. But we had a guest speaker that came in and was like, you know what, you guys need to come back ready. And I think that kind of just like gave us that extra push to get through the end of the semester. So, I mean, overall, like I'm really happy that we did it. I hope that they will not have to do it again if, it, if it's not needed. I think they've definitely put in structures in place so it doesn't have to happen again. And... I think I was going to ask you with last semester, both you being in charge and Christine, you both of you being in the Daily Gamecock for so long, um, pretty much your entire college careers. Do you think last semester with COVID and things being a lot of things being virtual, that that contributed to this burnout? I don't want to say burnout culture, but the burnout that like your organization and staff um, had during last semester, or is this like a normal occurrence that you guys saw? within your staff and working on the Daily Gamecock the past, your entire college career? It definitely, 
it's it's part of the industry in general I think this like workaholic you work all the time breaking news you cover it you go 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 but the pandemic definitely heightened it a little bit and the isolation that I think we all felt from like not being in the newsroom and then class it was just all these unknowns and things that weren't normal and like trying to manage your classes when every day is different but they all seem the same it was it was a combination of it both. It is a huge industry problem. And I think that's why it started the conversation that it did. Um, but the pandemic did definitely heighten it in terms of like, we've never experienced anything like this before. And then we just didn't know how to manage. Um, and so things slipped through the cracks, I think. I don't know, Christine, Christine was our news editor. And so that is like the toughest section to come from in terms of breaking news that she is the one that would have to cover it and help do everything with that. So I know she can speak to that as well too. It's definitely an industry problem. Um, a lot of the mentality is just to push and to work through it because news never stops and it really never does. Um, so it definitely is an industry problem, but the pandemic certainly contributed to it. We had to make that switch to virtual in the spring, last spring, so quickly and so suddenly. I mean, everyone did. And so it was such a jarring experience to go from having our Sunday night production nights where everyone was together in the newsroom and there was that camaraderie and, you know, you could just talk to people and you were able to feel, you know, like a group. It was, those were good nights for us, even though sometimes stressful, the really good nights for the team. Um, and so I think going from that to being fully online, not being in classes, being remote, far away from each other, definitely like Aaron said, it made the days blur together. And it also, we lost some of that camaraderie aspect that we were so used to. Um, so I definitely think that affected morale um, and did help contribute to the burnout. And I think that a lot of students are feeling like that just because, you know, sitting in Zoom classes for hours on end, it, and like everything just starts to blur together and it can be really exhausting. Um, so that was a very long-winded way to say, yes, the pandemic has definitely um, contributed to the burnout that we're seeing in students, in student organizations, in professional organizations, all of that. Yeah, so totally, Christine. I mean, I think that was a great way of putting it. Um, I've seen it with everybody, you know, someone like myself, and I know Matt too, thrive on being very social people. And without all of the safe ways to socialize, it gets exhausting and burnout is rough. Um, so that brings me to my next question for both of you. Um, so how can USC as a whole prevent burnout across all of campus? Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what y'all think. I've noticed that, at least in what I do, the Success Center is really good about it. Matt, I know you feel the same way. Um, but I've heard horrible things about other places to work across campus, other organizations, other classes and majors. So I just want to know after y'all took that break, um, if you had any ideas or recommendations for USC as a whole. That's a hard question. I wish that it was like a blank, like a blanket statement that I could just put over everything and that I would work for every single org and every single thing and like office that you work for. I think, I don't know. I, for me, it's just more of a mindset thing. I know the university does push, I might get in trouble for this, but <laughs> they do push like resilience pushing through, but like, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. I think you need to be able to acknowledge to have time off because I know something that at least I noticed like um, the president of our university didn't say anything when we went dark. I know we are still independent, but he didn't say anything about it and neither did our student body president. 
And so I think because they're pushing this idea of resilience, but like (laughs) resilience is important, but like you need to know how to give yourself a break. So I think it comes from top leaders in organizations at the university, really acknowledging that like, it's okay to take a break and it's okay to not be okay. And like this idea of pushing people um, forward because they feel like they need it is kind of ridiculous and there's a time and place for it. Um, and just understand like, it's okay to get help too. Like recognizing that you need help and that you can get help. I know this is like not specific, super specific, but I think it comes from the top down and all of the organizations at and at the university, just in terms of minds, changing the mindset and the way we think about mental health and workload. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's what contributes to burnout is not stopping and not taking time for yourself. If you just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep ignoring your exhaustion and all of the other burnout symptoms, that's when you really start to get into the trenches of burnout. Um, And I think that that's what contributed for us last semester was not having fall break, which seems simple enough because I know it's just a couple of days off in the semester, but sort of just having that set out time um, just be gone, I think really sort of led to the burnout that the staff was feeling. And I think that a lot of students were feeling not having that time to ourselves to take a break. I mean, Aaron's right. There's definitely no one blanket statement that just will help fix burnout problems at the university um, or any university across the nation. But I think it's definitely about prioritizing time for yourself in any way that you can and treating it just as important as your schoolwork and your other responsibilities. Because if you can't, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't give to other people. You can't give to your student organization. You can't give to your job. You can't give to your schoolwork if you aren't taking care of you. And, you know, just trying to fit that time in, in any way that's possible. Um, And like Erin said, also going to get help um, when you need it and using resources that are available to you. I know like over break, I scheduled an appointment with my doctor to sort of start that process, um, which is a, it's a hard thing to do. But if you really feel like you're like, I, I really do need some extra help, there's no shame in going and starting that process. And um, as far as within the Daily Gamecock itself, we're just like Aaron did last semester and last year, really, we're just prioritizing talking about mental health and being open about it with the staff. Um, so like we're doing one-on-one check-ins with all of our section editors, um, continuing that from last semester so that we can openly talk, like, how are you doing this week? Are you stressed out? Do you need some extra help? Do we need to shift your workload? Um, we had to do that last night for a section editor. Um, we shifted some things around so that they were able to have some extra time to work on stuff. And I could immediately tell that their stress level just dropped, which is good. That's what we want to see. So I think it's really important to give, you know, whether you're working in a student organization or whether you're a professor in a classroom or anything like that, giving students the time and the space and the empowerment to speak up when they need help and giving them the flexibility to shift things around if they're having a hard week. Um, or if they need a little bit more support. That's so important in preventing burnout and keeping people healthy. Yeah, and off of that, and the, also like going dark week, but then having this these one-on-ones and doing these small things to discourage a burnout culture, have you guys seen a change in the quality of the work of yourselves and also your team members? Yeah, I mean, 1,000%. 
I know Aaron was talking about earlier, when we did the dark week, um, we definitely felt a pressure to come back strong because it's like, okay, we're taking this dark week so that we can serve our audience better and so that we can rest and come back with really good content. Um, and I think we did that. And I think that that also set the tone coming into this semester as, as well, with the content we that we've put out in these first two weeks. Um, I think that we have been able to come back better because people just aren't as stressed. I know that that October where we had the dark week just seemed like it was a combination of like people's personal um, issues, the weight of classwork and classes, along with the stress of the responsibilities at the Daily Gamecock. A lot of our other staffers also have other jobs and other responsibilities. Um, so I think that it was really just like a perfect storm of stress and exhaustion. So yeah, I mean, taking that break allowed us to come back better than ever and also forced us to we definitely, of course, we, I think we've always talked about mental health, but it forced us to put it into like almost our everyday vernacular, like checking up on people, asking how they're doing and being like serious about being flexible and moving things when needed. So yeah, I think we were able to come back better than ever last semester and this semester. As like student org leaders, um, like managers and just like, I guess being in charge of this whole staff, but then also just in any position of leadership, how do you guys think you can combat a burnout culture within these roles of being a leader? I mean, I think for us, it was just a matter of being like, of being understanding and being honest about your understanding and that people feel like they can come to you. I, we also had like a hierarchy structure so that there wasn't as much burnout. And so thinking about ways like, do I really need to be the person that needs to be doing this right? Being able to to delegate is important. But I think at the end of the day, like Christine was talking about, you don't, a story falls through, like, yes, you have a newsletter to fill, but it falls through, it falls through. And you just have to like accept it and move on. And I know a lot of our editors had put a lot of personal pressure on themselves to want to get those stories out. And it, it doesn't help when you're like a leader that's like, why didn't you get this story out? We needed this story and all this stuff. And so, you know, they already have that personal pressure that they put on themselves. So it, I think as a leader, you need to acknowledge that people have their own account accountability um, and you're just there to make sure like things get done in the end and there's no reason to get upset about it. It's just like address it and move on. Like you, you don't have the capacity to kind of dwell on things and get upset about things. You just have to address it and move on. Especially in a newsroom, it's like every day is a new day. We Mistakes will happen. We're a student organization and so we're a learning organization. And so when content does fall through, it's like, okay, do we have anything that we can pull up? Is there anything that we can slot in? Um, you know, let, let's think of a solution, let's think of a fix. And then we just move on. You know, you learn from it and then you, you move on to the next newsletter the next day. Um, so there's not really, you wanna make deadlines and you wanna make sure that we're, you know, filling out the newsletter and getting content up. But, you know, things are gonna happen. People are gonna have bad weeks, gonna have bad days. So it's important to be flexible and to be understanding while also meeting deadlines. So it's it's really like Aaron was talking about, it's, it's a leadership mindset, just making sure that you're being understanding of people's issues and giving them flexibility and making sure that you have contingency plans. Like um, at, at our senior staff meetings, we do content updates for the week. And um, sometimes the section editor will be like, oh, I don't know if that story for Friday is gonna come in on time. And it's like, okay, well, 
we're about, we're two days out from Friday. So let's, let, is there any content that we can have as a backup? Um, sort of making sure that you have contingency plans in place when things do fall through, keeps everyone a lot less stressed. Well, and I think that's good too, especially when you think about the things that y'all have to do and the people that you have to have compassion for. Um, I think it's really good that, and should be an industry standard that you have compassion within your y'all's employees and the people that you uh, produce content with. I like, I love to hear that. Um, so speaking of industry, how do you guys see yourself in your future combating um, burnout with, uh, I'm assuming that you both want to do something with journalism. Um, if that's a wrong assumption, then correct me. And w- <laughs> whatever industry, how you guys think you're going to deal with burnout. I, I'm an intern at the state newspaper, which is a real newspaper publication here in Columbia. And like, they have conversations about like this, this morning or yesterday morning, they were just talking about burnout and like how everyone's doing working from home because they don't have an office. So I think having those, hoping to have those conversations both with future editors and then also like how I manage my own time is a really big part of it. Like we talk about what the company can do and yes, that is part of it, but it's also yourself and like what you can do for yourself. So it's like continue to go to therapy and like make sure you have space, um, know what your triggers are and like when you're going too far. So it's, I think it's for me, I'm, I'm just recognizing, um, like when enough is enough and trying to separate like work and pleasure um, and like really giving myself the time. Um, Cause I am very ambitious. I want to go far, but like, I need to give myself the time to like hang out with friends. Like I could be working all the time, but it's re- like, I needed to hear like, you need to like build relationships with your friends because that was something I really wasn't doing in college until towards the end. So that sounds really sad to say, but it's something that I regret. Yeah, time boundaries are so important, especially in news. And you definitely, you didn't assume incorrectly. I am planning on in news. Um, law school's an option that's floating out there, but we're, we're not too sure about that yet. Um, but yeah, time boundaries are infinitely important because even, even right now, um, we have Slack, which is sort of like our group me, but for the Daily Gamecock. And it goes off all hours of the day, all hours of the night (laughs) with content, updates, questions, all that sorts of stuff. And so it would be very possible for me to spend 24 hours of my day locked in the Slack, doing work, preparing things, sending emails, all of that. So there's not the clear, it's not like a nine to five job where you clock in at nine, clock out at five and you're done, that's it. You can go home and there's no distractions. I literally could just be on my phone 24 hours a day. Um, so I, for me, it means like shutting off my ringer for, of course, letting my team know like, Hey, I'm going to be taking a break for an hour or two. Um, and then shutting off my ringer and actually taking that break, doing something that is not related to work or any stressors. Um, and we have like rotating newsletter nights on the management team. So when it isn't my newsletter night, I'm on call, but I like, I need to remind myself like, unless someone asks for help, you don't need to be looking at content. You don't need to be checking up on stuff. It's someone else's responsibility for that night. And then same thing, like when it's my newsletter night, making sure that other people are taking a break and they're resting. Um, so yeah, it, like the time boundaries are the most important thing for me for running burnout right now and will certainly be in the future. I need to learn that there are just times you set the phone down and you do something else like eating, like <laughs> eating on a proper schedule, making myself dinner. Um, yeah. 
I've noticed too that time boundaries can be really hard. Um, and I think that's something that I noticed that when I, so I read the hate comments because I was about to get my Twitter fingers ready to make, make some people mad. But a lot of the people that seem to be replying, y'all are sissies or y'all shouldn't be in the industry that at least that I saw are all people that are my, like my father's age and older. And I kind of had to think, well, you should remember that one, you're speaking to college students and two, that with technology, nothing is nine to five anymore. You can choose not to answer your emails or your phone calls, but if there's a group me that like, I know I've done this, I had to take a break as well. Um, that if there's a group me that goes off at nine o'clock at night and someone's in the middle of an appointment and they need something and your boss can't get to it, that's on your responsibility as the editor in chief, the, the PAM is what we call the managers at the student success center. So it, it can be really hard. I think that you, y'all have all made some really good points. And I think points that our listeners and Matt and I will be able to use in our everyday lives for sure. Um, okay, so that is pretty much it. Thank you guys both so much for coming on today. Um, so to our listeners, we really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, we're going to continue our series on burnout. So listen in next week. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, our audio is a little bit wonky because we were still recording on Zoom. Um, but, you know, hoping to be back sometime soon, back in the real world. Um, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at zip.of.success. Um, we'll see you guys next week.